Welcome to Elevated Self.Love, the podcast. I'm Susan Carlo, and I'm here to support you with holistic empowerment practices, mystical rituals, and motherhood wisdom that will guide you through your most powerful life evolution. This podcast will inspire you to love yourself unconditionally, without apologies, and to live in your truth. I love sharing the tools that have up-leveled my life by promoting deep healing and transformation. And honestly, these tools have brought so much magic into my world. I know that since they've made such a significant impact on my life, there's no doubt that they can help hundreds, thousands, millions of other women around the world. Everything from sacred daily practices to EFT tapping to conscious and confident communication to parenting with cannabis. Thank you so much for being here with me, and I look forward to sharing this show with you. Hey everyone, it's Susan, and I'm so excited you're here today. We have a special guest on Elevated Self. Love the podcast. Her name is Genevieve Rowe also known as the Emotional Support Witch. She's a doula from Portland, and you may be wondering, what is a doula? I love the way Genevieve describes it. She says, a doula is a birth BFF. And she goes on to say that a doula provides continuous care for the entire birthing family. She shares when doulas are most needed, hospital births, and She talks about how to keep your pregnancy immunity high, the importance of postpartum planning, and why doulas are for dads too. Fun fact, Genevieve and I met through Gala Darling's secret society called The Vortex. We had so much fun recording this episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, stay tuned until the end. I have a special offer exclusively for podcast listeners, so I can't wait to share that with you. I really hope you enjoy this episode, and I'll talk to you at the end. Welcome, Genevieve. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> thank you. I want to get into like talking about what even a doula is and what giving birth is like, like what you know that whole life transition is like. Um, I mean, I'm sh- I know a lot of us kind of know about it in regular times, but in 2020, it's a little different. And I just really wanted to have you on because I'm all about like transformation and elevating ourselves like through the transformations that we have in our lives. And I know that that's a topic that interests you as well. So um, can we start out? Well, first, let's back up for a second. I want to know what makes you feel your most elevated self. What do you do to be your your most elevated, wonderful self? Oh my God, we're just getting right into the juicy stuff. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so I am my most elevated self when I'm in touch with nature. Um, I think that's first and foremost is um, whether, and that can look a bunch of different ways. We're super lucky here in the Pacific Northwest that there's a million beautiful places to get out and hike and see like the thick of nature, but it's also, um, I find myself a lot of times when I'm kind of in like the midst of a, you know, the weekly slodge, I'll get out and get my feet in the grass, like, or, you know, or feel some sunshine on my skin or, 
tend to my house plants, stuff like that. So anything that really kind of connects me with that grounding earth energy, um, that's something definitely that brings me back into my most elevated self. Um, and then serving women, like getting to witness women light up and step into their power um, and understand, like really understand who they are and how powerful that is, how powerful that knowing is. Um, Watching that transformation is just like, so like just absolutely lights me up. It's my favorite. So, and that's why I do what I do uh, because I get to see that all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you're a doula and I'm sure a lot of people have heard of a doula, but can you break down for us? What is a doula? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So... I kind of have a roundabout explanation. The the quick and dirty, most commonly used uh, definition for a doula is going to be a person who provides physical, emotional, and informational support to a person during the childbearing year. I think that's kind of a boring way to put it. So um, I consider myself a mirror, a birth BFF. Um, I, you know, I show up with my clients and what I mean when I say that I'm a mirror is that I'm serving as this person who gets to witness you in all of your glory and power and, um, the, in the midst of that transition. And I can reflect it back to you so that you understand how miraculous what you're doing is. Um, but it, you know, the more mundane details of it are basically, you know, I work with people um, throughout p- pregnancy, um, and I educate them on what to expect. Um, I ask them big, juicy questions about, you know, what are your expectations for this pregnancy, for this birth, for postpartum, uh, and we really kind of just dig into what the transition into parenthood looks like, uh, because we don't talk about that enough in our culture. Um, It's all kind of like this big hush hush secret. And then we expect parents to nail it the first time around. (laughs) You know, we just set them up for failure in that way. Um, So yeah, a doula is like a birth Sherpa. You've got this huge, like that's one of my favorite analogies, right? You've got this huge mountain that you have to climb this, this huge journey that you're embarking on. And a doula is someone who is experienced in it already and they're able to hold your hand through the process and, you know, help you understand how it's going to work. You know, Oh, there's a ridge up here. You can rest here. This is what you need to bring along on the ride. Um, Yeah. yeah, And so that's kind of, yeah, that's what a doula is. A lot of times I would say, the most common misconceptions, um, which I think is important to address as well is that we're not midwives. Um, next question. mm -hmm, Yeah. A lot of folks are, you know, if I introduce myself as a doula, uh, the next question is usually like, Oh, so like a midwife, it's not the same. Um, midwives are incredible, but they deal with more of the clinical side of making sure that mom and baby are healthy and that things go smoothly um, physiologically, whereas a doula is is really there. We are there for physical support in that we give killer back rubs, and um, you know we're we're there to support you in your body. Um, 
but we're also there for, you know, primarily for the emotional and informational support, I would say. Mm. Okay. Wow. It sounds amazing. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So when you work with, like, are you there for birth? You're, you're like, present for a birth. Yeah, that's probably, that's an important thing to touch on. Definitely. Um, so I'm there throughout the pregnancy, um, to, we do, I do prenatals with my clients where we talk about comfort measures and the stages of labor. And we kind of, you know, we cover all of that so that when you're going into the birth, you're well informed. Mm -hmm. And then I'm there continuously in person. Um, and things have kind of shuffled that up with COVID recently, but, um, typically, I am there continuously from the moment that you go into labor and decide that you need support until usually a couple hours uh, postpartum once everything is kind of quieted down. And that's the nice thing about a doula as well is that with without one, um, you've got you know some con- continuity of care with midwives or doctors or nurses, but typically they're on like it's shift work, right? So they're um, when their shift is up, they leave and you've got someone, someone's like a new energy enters the room and it's kind of like a roulette. Like you never really know what you're getting there. Um, so you get, you get to, you get to cherry pick and kind of, uh, assure, assure, ensure yourself, uh, some continuity when you're, when you're choosing a doula in the first place, because you, you build that relationship with someone and then, you know, you're bringing that energy and that relationship into the birth room with you. Mm, that makes so much sense. Um, so it sounds like you do um, like the hospital setting and yeah. like birth centers also. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's an, That was the other com- most common misconception, I would say, is that a lot of folks assume that if you have a doula, you're having a home birth. And that's not the case at all. Um, doulas, you know, assist and support in in home births. And I would say that's one of the more or most popular uh, locations for that, birth locations birth. for that, just because, yeah, you've got, you know, a much higher likelihood that a family is going to hire a doula if they're, if they're into home birth. That's just, they, they definitely correlate. Um, (laughs) but yeah, but, uh, doulas also work frequently at birth centers and in hospitals as well. Um, you know, we support completely unmedicated, uh, I'll say natural birth, but like natural birth is, that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Um, so unmedicated birth, but we also support women, uh, or birthing people with epidurals and, and in C-sections as well. So, we span the full spectrum. Um, any person who is giving a giving birth, like totally welcome to hit up a doula. Even if you're, you know, you've got a, a planned cesarean, you should have a doula. <laughs> hmm. For that continuity, you ha- you have this person with you from like start to finish. Somebody that you can always go to to get your questions answered. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. So how did you get into being a doula? Yeah. um, So in undergrad, I studied anthropology and I took an elective on the anthropology of motherhood. So we were looking at motherhood across cultures. um, And, you know, we spent some of that time digging into birth and the culture of birth. 
specifically in, you know, in North America. And it just like something just snapped for me um, or just clicked into place rather. And I was like, oh, that's, that's what I want to do. <laughs> um, and it was a couple days later, I signed up for a doula course and wow. yeah, it was just like, cool, this, this is it. <laughs> awesome. um, yeah. And so I've worked um, as a doula in Florida and North Carolina. Um, and then I took some time after school and I worked at a birth center um, in Indonesia under the guidance of a midwife and, and spent some time there. Um, and then, yeah. And then I ended up in Portland. Um, I moved out here initially with the plan of becoming a nurse midwife. Um, that was, I was prepped and ready to go uh, for that, that path, that particular path. And when I got out here, I, had some time I was working kind of as a, a postpartum doula um, and I was so I was spending a lot of time in the kitchen like prepping food for uh, the family that I was working with and I was listening to a lot of podcasts and doing like a lot of a lot of deep uh, soul diving and digging uh, for myself and I realized that midwifery is incredible it's such an amazing path um, and we need all the midwives we can get but the clinical side of birth is just not, that's not what does it for me. Um, you know, charting and uh, the really specific anatomy and physiology and, uh, you know, the medical side of it just doesn't resonate with me mm -hmm. um, in the way that the work of being a doula does. And I realized that that's what I'm doing now is really what, that's my calling. That's what lights me up. And so I said, all right, this is, here we go. <laughs> yeah, you could really dive in then. Mm -hmm, exactly. So you mentioned before um, that COVID has like thrown a wrench in <laughs> birth in, you know, this year. And so I'm wondering, could you give us just like a snapshot of how it's different to give birth in COVID times? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think the main ways in which it has really shifted things for birthing people is um, A, in the support that you have available to you in person. So this usually isn't an issue as much within birth centers and certainly not for home birth, but for hospitals. And I like to speak to hospitals because that's where most people are giving birth, you know? Um, and frankly, that's where doulas are needed the most. Um, that's where, you know, a lot of transgressions are taking place. Um, there's, you know, a lot uh, less education and informed consent. And, you know, like, it's just really helpful to have a doula in, in that situation to, especially to translate the medical lingo for you. I think that's one of the biggest things is like, it's such a kind of alien experience to us as, you know, if you're not, if you don't work in healthcare and you're not typically in the hospital, right. it can feel really unfamiliar. It does to most of us. And to have nurses and doctors that are kind of, you know, if they're talking over you or they're, you know, they're discussing things in medical terms that you don't understand, it's really helpful to have a translator there who can kind of like mm -hmm. slow things down for you and help you understand what's going on in the room. Yes. Um, yeah, but I, so I think 
with COVID, the biggest thing is that a lot of hospitals are limiting support to one person. Um, and I know at the beginning we had, I, there were some hospitals where you couldn't have a support person at all, which is cruel. Like, it, I understand. I mean, I totally get that, like, Canada. we didn't know what was going on and we were doing our best to, like, make sure that people were safe, but it, nobody should have to birth alone. Um, yeah, full stop. So I think that's one of the big ones. Um, and my advice there is that if you have the accessibility to choose your birthing location, um, you know, to make that choice, because not everybody has the choice as to where they birth. Um, but if you have that choice to find a place that's going to allow you to have the support that you, that you need. Um, and then if you've already, you know, if you're have already committed to a place um, where you don't have that support available, ask, like use your voice and be loud. Um, at every, I tell my clients, like at every appointment, every prenatal you go to, you're saying, hey, I want my doula here. Hey, I want, you know, if it's just one person, I want my partner to be able to show up. Because um, I think we forget that we're the consumers, like we're the, we're the customers and we have a voice in that relationship um, with our healthcare providers that matters. So I think that's, that's a huge part. Yeah. And I, I just want to piggyback off what you're saying. I think the transition to motherhood is such an integral time to learn how to use your voice. Like yes. this is yes. the time. If you've been holding back with anything, like now is the time, the invitation to start speaking up for yourself and for what you need and what you want for your child. Because of course those, those opportunities are going to keep coming up, but yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah, I think that birth too, but yeah, birth specifically and pregnancy into birth is that it's, you know, a smallish window, but it's such a powerful space for you to learn how to use your voice in a way that then carries into parenthood, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then as far as besides, yeah, besides partner support for COVID, that's made a big difference. I would say um, your immune system, that's a big one, you know, so making sure making sure that you're healthy. Um, and that's, it's tricky. It's advice that I would normally give, you know, non-pregnant friends and family and, and clients um, for boosting your immune system. I wouldn't give to pregnant women because um, the thing is when you're, when you're pregnant, your body actually weakens your immune system to make sure that you're not, your body doesn't recognize the baby as like this foreign pathogen right mm -hmm. and so it gets a little risky to kind of mess with that balance um so i wouldn't say like normally i tell my friends you know stock up on elderberry and ashwagandha and you know a gazillion milligrams of vitamin c mm -hmm. <laughs> um but it's just it's kind of changed uh the way that we can Pregnancy changes the way that you can approach your immune system. And right now that's kind of fraught. That's a little bit tricky, um, especially if you're 
needing to go in for regular appointments in a hospital um, or just getting out, out and about in general. So I think that's, that's definitely changed the dynamic of things, um, which has been tricky. And I think my advice there is to make sure that you're getting plenty of rest, you're hydrating, you're taking care of your nervous system, um, you know, all of those things, while you can't, maybe can't take immune boosting supplements, there are a lot of things that you can do to care for your body and your immune system uh, in a way that's, that's safe for you and baby. So lots of rest, lots of water. Um, what about like foods? Are there any like specific foods you would recommend or like preparations like bone broth or something to like boost? Immune? Yeah. Yeah, that and that uh, that flows really nicely into I, my last point. I think would be how um, postpartum planning is really key for uh, for COVID and the way that that things have changed. Is that having a plan for postpartum is always really important, but especially right now when we don't have access to those in-person support systems, you know, to our village in the way that we used to planning for postpartum for your, you know, nuclear, your small nuclear family, that's really critical. Um, but yeah, so bone broths are great. Um, just generally nourishing warm, warm liquids, especially, um, and especially for postpartum, but yeah, lots of good warming soups, um, and warm in the sense that the food is hot, but also that you're using warming herbs like, you know, ginger and cinnamon and stuff like that to um, support your digestion as well is really, that's really helpful. I guess I've heard about that, like that whole concept of warming foods, um, like herb, herbs through Ayurveda. Um, mm -hmm. So is that sort of what you're thinking of? Yeah, it's similar. Um, I mean, that's definitely a part of Ayurveda um, and traditional Chinese medicine. And um, there's a lot of different traditional, more traditional herbal systems that it pulls from. Okay. Um, and I'm really just kind of digging into that right now. I am currently in the in the process of learning to be an herbal medicine educator for women. Um, so I'm like probably a third of the way into that course right now. Um, it's, yeah, it's a super in-depth thing. So I don't want to speak too much in detail about it because I'm still learning, but um, yeah, definitely warming, warming is good for everybody, but especially for pregnant women. Mm, yes. So it sounds like you work with birthing people in person and is, do you work with people online at all? Like, is there any way for for you know listeners to be able to work with you yeah absolutely and i think that's one of the beautiful things that covid has taught us is that pretty much everything can go online not everything but you know um and it's definitely made a lot of things and a lot of people more accessible on a global scale which is which is beautiful um i personally see clients virtually um so and that kind of to backtrack to folks who don't have access to a support person at all, um, if you are in a situation where where you're giving birth dictates that you can't have someone in the room with you, most, maybe not most doulas, but a lot of doulas at this point are also offering virtual, virtual in-person support or virtual like live continual support. Um, 
so you can get in touch. Um, I personally do that as well. So, you know, getting in touch with someone who works with you through pregnancy. And then when it's about time, they're on call. And when labor starts, you know, we can FaceTime, we can text you 24 seven. And it's definitely not ideal and it's a different dynamic, but it's still, it's still really powerful to just have somebody to witness you and have somebody that you can constantly ask, like, is this normal? (laughs) I think that's, you know, one of the biggest questions I get is, oh my God, is this normal? Is this okay? Is it all right that I'm feeling this way? Yeah. yeah, So it's really, it's a really useful tool, um, even if it's virtual. And then I also offer prenatal virtual consults. Um, So the same work that I would do with my in-person clients in preparation for birth, I offer as a, a prenatal consult uh, over Zoom. Okay. And then I also offer postpartum planning, um, birth plan building, and birth story processing as well. And I do all of this virtually. Cool. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about the postpartum planning? Like what would that involve? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think I know for a fact that Postpartum planning is so underrated. Like it does not get done nearly enough. We get so hyped up about the pregnancy and the birth and the birth plan and, you know, X, Y, Z that we completely overlook what happens when baby's here. Um, And because we don't plan for that, what typically ends up happening is we just kind of say like, all right, nice job, baby's here, you're good to go, you're a mom now, (laughs) you know, you're a parent now. Um, And that is tremendously unhelpful and really sets parents up for, sets them up for failure, or at least for, you know, not for failure, but for feeling like they're failures um, because they're not not prepared, they don't have the support that they need, um, and they don't have, they haven't spent the time checking their expectations, uh, you know, kind of really digging into and thinking about what does, what does it look like when I'm a parent? You know, who, who am I, who do I become when I'm a parent? What is my relationship to this transition? Um, how are we going to eat? How are we gonna, you know, where are we going to sleep? Things like that. Um, how are we feeding baby? How are we taking care of the logistics of that? And there's just so much to be and I'm such an over planner. So like, this is, this is my favorite kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but it's, it's really helpful to have a plan. And so I work with parents to take the time to sit down prenatally and answer those questions and dig into, you know, what are my expectations of motherhood or fatherhood or parenthood? And what is our, you know, if they have a partner, what is our relationship going to look like? How does that dynamic shift? Because it's going to shift. Um, and yeah, I think, I think we tend to ignore it and kind of stuff it under the rug because that's easier because a lot of times those questions are big and overwhelming and not particularly fun to answer. Um, but it is, imperative to a smooth transition into postpartum because otherwise we just kind of leave you hanging. Um, yeah. Wow. Hmm. 
um, the other thing I really, um, my ear really tuned into that birth story processing. Um, cause that's such a huge thing. I remember after my daughter was born, it's like, I kind of, I wrote something down right away because I didn't want to forget things, but it was definitely some processing. And I think I had to work through it, you know, a number of times and in different depths. Can you tell us a little more about what that's like? And how you yeah, I would, that? I would love to. Yeah. Um, so I think it is the most productive and helpful for my clients when it's coming from a place of something I witnessed as well. Um, because that's where that, that mirror piece comes into play, right? Because, you know, I can, we have such different understandings of what we experience compared to how others see what we experienced. And that's not to take away at all from the truth and validity of what you experience birth to be, but it can be really helpful um, to have someone with kind of like an eagle, eagle's eye view or like a fly on the wall who, who sees how beautifully you did it and how you and your partner worked, you know, so well together as a team or um, things like that. Just those little, those little details that we don't, we don't hold on to when we're, when we're deep in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so birth story processing is it's also, everybody wants to tell their birth story, you know, um, everybody and not everybody has the place or the, pl the platform to be able to tell it. And I think that storytelling is such a beautiful medicine as well, that to have the space created for you to just to tell your story and just to explain how it felt and to have that story witnessed, um, and then have someone who, who has seen birth happen over and over again to tell you like, that sounds like you did an incredible job. Like maybe X, Y, Z didn't happen the way that you wanted it to happen, but look at what you did accomplish and look at how you handled this thing that was really, really difficult. Um, yeah, just having, having that mirror and that, that person to, to witness you and bounce those, uh, those feelings off of, I think is, is really a beautiful medicine in and of itself. Yes. Yes. That, yeah, I love that whole mirror idea and just having like somebody with you through the process to support you in all these different ways that we don't we don't know about or we just you know we need that mirror there to to just show us this other side that we might not be tuned into it's so beautiful yeah, yeah. and it's i see birth as this and i think we've chatted about this before but i see birth as this portal um this like interdimensional portal where there is so much transformational power if we accept it, right? We can move into it in a way with our eyes kind of closed and just we're here to have a baby and that's it. And that's, that's great. No shade, you know, if that's the way that you want to approach it. But there is this power. And even in retrospect, you know, even after the fact, if you're going back to that story, there is potential to see what you did um, in the same way that there is potential to move into it, into the experience in a way 
where you allow yourself to be transformed into that parent that you want to be um, and that person that you want to be. You know, a huge part of the conversations that I have with my clients center around who are you becoming as a person, not just as a parent, but what is this teaching you as a, as a person? Because yeah, your identity is shifting in really big ways to, to the point where you're identifying as a parent, but you're still you, you know, you're still, you're still your own person. And this experience that you're going to go through as your own person is shifting so much for you um, that it's really incredible to, to take that opportunity at transformation and let it, let it work its magic on you and see what happens. Yes. Magic is, yeah, it's like the key. It's like, be ready for magic. But like you said, not everybody, not everybody sees it that way. But Mm -hmm. for those of us who are open to that, it's like amazing. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. It's, it's portal. Magical, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so um, emotional support, which where can we find you online? Yes, uh, please come hang out with me on the gram. I am at <laughs> at gram. I love you. Oh, thank you. It's so much fun. We have so much fun over there. Um, so I am at emotional support dot witch. Um, and that's the best place to come hang out. I try to post a lot of stuff that is informational for birth, but I also, uh, spend a lot of time and space talking about embodiment and, uh, you know, our courage and, uh, the way that we show up in the world as, you know, as people, specifically as women, most of the work that I do um, that isn't birth related is women. A lot of the work that I do that's birth related is women too, but I also, you know, I, I work with families as a whole unit. So it's, it's, you know, partners as well. Um, yeah. And then come check me out at uh, www.supportwitch.com. Um, but you can find, you know, link in bio, you can find all of my offerings and stuff on my Instagram as well, but those are the best ways to reach me. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Emotional support dot witch. Exactly. At emotional support dot witch on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Thank you. And something you said just brought up another question for me um, about the partner situation. So what if the birthing person is wants a doula and is interested in that and their partner is just like not on the same page have you experienced that like what what do you how do we do that (laughs) oh girl yeah I just I actually spent this weekend um doing a lot of writing and reflecting and research on that um for a blog post that's coming out this week so keep your eyes peeled for that um (laughs) if you're listening you know relatively soon but or at least by the time it's live it should be up and up and running yeah um yeah that's really really common it's really very common for specifically um it happens with female partners as well but it's it's most common with male partners who um feel like they're going to be displaced and you know who feel like hiring a doula and bringing a third party into the birth room is going to 
shift their experience of birth in a really negative way or in a way that's going to kind of like steal their thunder. And I have compassion for those folks. Like I, you know, and I appreciate that you care enough to, you know, value and, uh, and care for that, that space and that relationship that you have in that space. But what I would say (laughs) is that, you know, doulas are, doulas are for dads too. They're for partners too. Uh, We're there, you know, we care for the whole family unit and we're going to make your experience so much like the birthing person, but also the partner. Your experience is going to bloom tenfold if you have somebody there to to watch watch out for and support your needs as well. Um, you know, supporting a birthing person is really hard work. It's exhausting. It's not always fun. Um, it can be scary, especially, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I've been reading some research on PTSD in dads after traumatic birth. So like secondhand trauma of watching their partner's birth. And especially if you're a dad who doesn't have, or a dad or a partner who doesn't have any other exposure to birth, it's wild. (laughs) Like, you know, it is a really wild experience to be witnessing your partner go through something as challenging as that. And so I think like y'all need doulas just as much. (laughs) You guys need somebody who can, yeah, can bear witness to your transition into parenthood as well. And who can take care of the behind the scenes logistical junk of, you know, making sure that you guys have plenty of snacks and you're well hydrated and, you know, you can step out, step outside and get some fresh air if you need it or take a quick snooze and, you know, not leave your partner alone. Um, there are just so many ways that it's just this beautiful, tri- you know, trinity of the ways that we, you know, can support the, the whole family um, and make sure that, yeah, that the partner is cared for as well, because it's the birth of your kid too, you know, or, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's not, but you're, you're witnessing your partner go through this and, you should be cared for and supported too. So, um, so it's really doulas are supporting the whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like when the birthing partner wants it a little more heavily or is more on board that one of the messages is like doulas are for dad and like you will be there to support them through the entire transition take some of the pressure off of them um I I remember that snack thing like what do I bring like my midwives were telling me all these things to bring and none of them sounded like anything I wanted so it would have been nice to have somebody there to like (laughs) yeah even to have somebody who can like run out and get you takeout in the you know (laughs) yeah it's super super helpful just to have an extra pair of hands that you trust yes it's key yeah. Awesome. Well, Genevieve, thank you so much. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Yes, you are. You have a wealth of knowledge. And um, I hope that your business continues to grow and you're going to be supporting so many families through this big transition. 
And I just yeah, thank you. appreciate your work. Thank you. I, yeah, right back at you, sister. <laughs> hey, everyone. So here's a special offer I have to share with you. As you know, this podcast is fresh out of the oven. And so I want to just start sharing it with as many people as possible. And one way to really help get the word out is to have positive reviews on iTunes. So my offer for you is this. Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review for ElevatedSelf.Love, the podcast. Then send a screenshot of your review to love at ElevatedSelf.Love. And I'll send you access to the self-love glow up. It's my seven-day self-love course. You're going to have rituals and practices that are going to help you reconnect with your inner light. You're going to feel so good doing this course for seven days. It's totally self-paced, so you can pick it up whenever you're ready. And it's going to be yours absolutely free. It's $111 value coming to you for free just for giving a great review on iTunes. So thank you so much. I really appreciate um, this reciprocity that we can have. Um, you spreading the love for this podcast, and then I'll give it right back to you with this free course. So thank you so much. And I really am excited to get your emails and um, read your reviews. Remember, it's love at elevatedself.love. Peace.